Welcome to the Writing with Purpose podcast where I, Anna Wollescroft, chat with fellow writers and outdoor enthusiasts about how we can embrace creativity and curiosity to live a life full of adventure that doesn't feel like hard work. I delve into exploratory conversations about my two loves in life, writing and nature connection, as part of my mission to share the well-being benefits they both bring. It's wonderful to have you here today. On today's podcast, how can we gain clarity in motion and a sense of direction in life? This is what I chat about with life and wellbeing coach Rebecca Norton to unpick that all-important question. Okay. Hi, good morning, Rebecca, and welcome to the Writing with Purpose podcast. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. I'm quite excited to to speak to you about um, everything outdoors and creative. It was interesting, actually, I was was reading your bio and you said um, that you've never really worked a nine to five and you've had quite a few different changes in career. And I thought, that's yeah, speaking my language there (laughs) because... exactly the same so um your business is a sense of direction um yep. and you're a life and well-being coach yeah um and you've got a big focus on the outside uh the yep. great outdoors which I'm really looking forward to delving into a little bit more depth with you so um I've also your idea to become a, a, um, a life coach came to you while you're on a walk, didn't it? Outside, it did, yeah. um, and that, that's a big area of inspiration for me as well. Just getting outside. So, um, do you want to just sort of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what led up to you know that change in career for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so as you said, I'm Rebecca. Um, I I live in Sheffield and very proud to be Yorkshire. I think that's part of my identity I, I do like that you know um it's got a bit of everything in this county and I think that's sort of what's helped me develop that love for the outdoors as a family where we're always very outdoorsy sort of family and everything yeah. and yeah as you mentioned I've, I've done all sorts of different things um I've got many interests I get interested in lots of different things so my mind will get pulled off and think oh I'll do that I'll do this and um I suppose I got started in the outdoor sector when I was in my early 20s, I think it was. And um, yeah, so I went and studied outdoor education for a little bit. And so it's always been there in the background. And so what I'm was just... that with Rebecca? Sorry, outdoor education. Was that um, for schools or was that adults at the time? Um, well, it was just an MVQ in outdoor education, basically, mm-hmm. that I studied at West Knotts College. And it was a very, I was very lucky, really, because at that time, there was still quite a bit of funding around for different things. So we got quite a few funded training courses within that. So we did a bit of everything, basically, a bit of mm-hmm. rock climbing, mountain biking, water sports, walking, um potholing literally a bit of everything Uh, it was one of those things that pushed my comfort zone right from the start Mm. I'm not it's weird because I always think how do I get into these things I'm not that keen on heights particularly and the (laughs) test today that I went to found myself it's on that's what that's where the story comes from on my 
uh, I don't know whether you've seen it on my website on the, the first bit about me and the coaching. So that's the day where I found myself climbing up this sort of telegraph pole, attached to ropes, obviously, yeah. and jumping off, basically. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm not sure that I've chosen the right course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the start of pushing my comfort zone. You know, it was exhilarating, but terrifying at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, and I think I've always been willing to push myself physically and 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 I suppose that links to psychological as well and so the outdoors has given me many pleasures you know and many experiences that's helped to develop me as a person and I just remember one day particularly I, I can't remember all the ins and outs but I remember going for a walk around Langsett Reservoir and just thinking I love walking I love the fact that I get so much out of it and that it helps me clear my head my thoughts feel less tangled, the stress melts away. I'd love to be able to help other people experience this as well. And I think sort of life coaching had been on my radar in other ways. I think I'd read an article about it or whatever. And I thought, what a wonderful way this would be to get people to have some life coaching, but to experience it in the great outdoors. And that's where the idea planted its seed. It took a while before I got my business up and running and, and you know, where it is now. But that was the initial seed for that idea um yeah so it was just I want to be able to share this with other people and help them experience that as well yeah and it's a lovely feeling isn't it when you realize actually this is what I'm gaining and the benefits and that clarity and the curiosity and you know even your your company name sense of direction you know there's there's kind of a metaphor there really for for life and for business and and that can really um tap into the great outdoors and you know it, it sort of ignites our senses so you know we see things we hear things we smell things we we can feel things you know yeah. reactions in our body as well as the, the thoughts and the clarity the, the ideas in our heads and the the clarity as well um so yeah it's it's fascinating um and you also um mentioned something about what is, is it feel the fear and do it anyway Um, by Susan Jeffers which is so (laughs) if I could just bring sort of that your experience there your great outdoors into the reading element as well and I've heard about this book from a few people but I've never actually read it myself Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to put it in on audible I've just got uh, I I have an annual subscription and it's just renewed so I've got 13 credits now um so I'll, I'll have to download it and have a listen um but yeah what sort of you know for someone that hasn't read that book um, and is thinking about, oh, you know, uh, life coaching, well-being coaching, or something in the outdoor industry. What was it that that kind of really struck you from from that book? I got introduced to that book around about my twenties, I think. I can't remember. I think I'd had a bit of a a challenging time. I think it was just that transition into adulthood and and what have you. And somebody recommended that book. I think I, you know, I was quite shy when I was younger and I I didn't really I wasn't very good at putting myself out there and and all that and reading that book coincided with me doing the um the Camp America program so I did that for two summers so I took that book with me and it became sort of a slogan of the summer feel the fear and do it anyway for me and and for the other people that I was working with and it was the first time I'd been introduced to that personal development type stuff and I don't know. It it just it was very practical, very easy reading. There's nothing particularly technical in there or anything like that. And she just had some really 
helpful ideas to help me understand myself a bit better but also give me some tools to go out there and do it anyway you know and, and some really sort of key things around the fear will never go away unless you go and address it you know and it was things like that so I think it was the combination of, of reading the book and being on the Camp America program that was the first time that I'd been away from home for an extended period of time and I was really homesick for the first couple of days you know yeah. I just missed everything about home I was thrown into this <laughs> bizarre well it felt very bizarre to me environment surrounded by people that I didn't know who were mainly Americans who were very American you know beautiful <laughs> people but Americans are notoriously loud and just yeah. out there you know and it's like what am I doing you know but after that first few days that was it I got the travel bug and I never looked back you know I went back to the same camp the following summer then and did quite a bit of traveling after that for, for quite a while so yeah that book I think was the catalyst but I think in combination with actually going and doing it you know feel them fear and do it anyway mm -hmm. and it just boosted my confidence my belief in myself and I remember getting back after that summer and you know this might sound a really stupid thing to some people but in a pub with a friend being able to go up to the bar and order my own meal you know before then I'd always let somebody else go and do it for me or speak mm -hmm. for me or whatever but I went up there without you know any doubts or concerns and just ordered my own meal and that for me it's like wow you know I just I could see my own growth you know it's simple simple things like that where we can tell that we've moved on you yeah know? yeah well well done you yeah I was listening to something the other day and it said confidence uh comes when you can see progress so you'd see progress in yourself and it was no longer yeah. a you know an issue for you to go and, and order that that own meal but I mean yeah some people that you know facing the fear you really did do that you left everybody <laughs> you went to a completely different continent you were still quite young um I mean I did something very similar because I went to work on cruise ships so oh. I, I I was a little bit older than you I think I was um you said early 20s I was 26 I think when I went um but yeah I mean reading a book like that in your early 20s is, is quite a young start really as far as personal development goes isn't it I, I do remember my dad having some this shows my age now having um a a, a set of tapes yeah. in a padded sort of cassette box yeah. if you like with personal development I was like oh it's rubbish just it doesn't mean anything to me uh so I think my journey with personal development really probably started a decade later in my 30s but certainly that confidence piece and that being able to just go up and speak to other people and do things that you know beforehand I'd, I'd always sort of stayed at the back a little bit I mean I've always been more of a well let's people watch a little bit let's see what's going on judge the situation a little bit more so always been very cautious I would say um which I think is it is still a good trait but yeah. having the confidence of just being able to go and do that um yeah hats off to you I think it's amazing and I think when people are that age or even a bit younger if they can go and work away you know in a different country have access to a different culture or cultures learn things realize that you know there's other perspectives and it's not just your way it, it's it's so valuable to people it really is yeah. so I think it's it's a great story and, and it sounds as though you know a, a lot of that curiosity if you like um being outside trying new things adventure has, has kind of been in your blood all your life 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose it has to some extent. You know, I used to love just playing in the garden and building dens and things as well. So just, yeah, that definitely been yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so you do um, you, you offer quite a lot for your clients now. You offer one-to-one sessions, group sessions. You've got the um, Clarity in Motion, which is half a day outside isn't it which I, I'd love how you refer to that as an as an experience so what what sort of experience can people expect um because it's it's definitely something that you see more of I think now where people can go outside on a one-to-one -one session or in a group session but I think it's still relatively unheard of certainly in the the, the, the corporate space yeah. um so what kind of thing can people expect from an outdoor session with you um it's a different type of energy I think that's what I like about it it's a different energy when you're outdoors and when you're walking with people you're side by side rather than sat opposite each other which is your traditional sort of coaching or therapy thing or whatever so I think right from the offset it, it's a different type of energy it's a different type of space and I'm a big believer in the this, the physical space around us makes a difference to, to how we think and, you know, how we process things. So when we're stuck in a room with four walls, the face, the space sorry, is physically constrained. When we're outdoors, we've got that space around us. And somehow I just find that the thoughts flow more easily. We're, we're tapping into other sources of information. We can use the environment around us for that inspiration. I, I love the outdoors for metaphors for life. There are so many metaphors for life in the outdoors and being able to tap into that a little bit. So the clarity in motion, again, that was sort of the original aim of my business was to do more of that. And in some respects, I've, it's morphed into other things now, but um, take people through sort of a four-step process. So I always ask them to bring a topic um with them so it, it might be a specific problem or a specific thing that they want to work on or it might just be a topic and then I'll guide them through sort of a typical coaching type thing but in the outdoors and rather than them um talking through their ideas because it's a small group setting sort of no more than sort of four or five people maximum um I encourage them to write down their answers so we'll we'll walk for a little while we'll stop find a nice a nice place to start where we've got a good view and I will literally just reel off some questions for them and they write down their answers so two things about that one it allows I always encourage people to write them down because I think and obviously you'll be aware of this with yourself with writing I think it helps you to just process things in a slightly different way yeah. rather than speaking them so actually writing them and I just encourage them don't filter it just write what comes to you but also when you've got your notes written, it means that you can refer back to them because often we have these wonderful ideas and then by the end of it, we've forgotten what we said and, oh, that was a really great thought. So I always say, write it down so you can look back at it. So by the end of the walk, you know, we, we do this process three or four times during the walk where we stop and I'll go through some questions with them and, and gradually guide them to an area where, to a time when they'll um, sort of plan some actions and the steps they're going to take next. So they've worked through a whole process of looking at that topic, you know, what's good about it, what have they tried before, what do they want from it, narrowing it down to what they could do, and then actually creating some action steps. So they've got a really comprehensive set of notes that they've worked through with some really clear outcomes. And you've done it in the outdoors, you've had some fresh air, you've had a bit of exercise, you've met with other people. So in between the writing bits, when we're walking, I encourage people just to have a chat, get to know each other. Not necessarily, you know, we can chat about what they've 
written but it doesn't have to be you know so it's a quite informal type of session in some respects but yeah people just feel really energized by the end of it and I, and I love being able to see that from people you know the energy in them and, and yeah really really enjoyable process yeah, yeah. you can sense it can't you in people I always think and just having that going outside and having that walk you're physically moving your body's moving yes. all yeah. of your your body systems your blood flow you know your, every your oxygen everything's moving so much better in your body um, and that helps your mind as well it helps your mind to to get moving yeah. and, and as you say you're asking certain questions every so often so it helps those ideas to flow helps to see you know problem solving as well yeah. you know creativity is problem solving too and to have a list of actions as well that they can leave the day and think okay this is what I'm going to do now you know it, it you, you kind of jump start them to somewhere where they 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 want to get to whether that is overcoming a challenge or whether it's just talking through things and I think as well that you mentioned about walking side by side not being that typical coaching session um there's just something about not necessarily always having to face somebody and feeling in the spotlight quite the same and you're off that equal level when you're walking side by side with somebody and yeah a nice social experience as well if there's a an intimate group people can get to know each yeah. other yeah it works yeah. really does it works wonders um and you also do um what you call joy retreats as well don't you and I'm curious to know that um because you, you talk about painting in there um writing sort of wisdom well-being walking so it, it's a bit of the outside it's a bit of the inside and it's a bit of the all of the mindful stuff I think yeah. really um and I'm, I'm interested to know if that was something that you have done yourself and you know how much it works um or whether it's something more that um it's sort of come from the coaching training and, and again it's something that works from the, the mindfulness so yeah if you, if you let people let the listeners have a little taste of what what one of those sessions is like yeah thank you yeah I love them so joy stands for journey of you so that that's where it nice. sort of comes from and originally I um collaborated with one of my coaching clients she was one of my original coaching clients and wonderful lady called Glenda Strong very passionate about using art for well-being and particularly she she used to love using watercolor painting she just said the medium works beautifully and we knew we wanted to work together but we weren't sure how we would do that but gradually we got this idea for a retreat and originally we we, we actually did a residential retreat and this has morphed from that basically but we wanted to bring that combination we both had that desire to help people with their well-being and like you said the they're all sort of mindful activities. So the idea is that we use watercolour painting as a way to explore that playfulness, that creativity. You don't have to be arty. That's one thing that we really stress. It's not about creating a masterpiece. And it's very abstract. People create abstract things. So she would help them do patterns and use the paint in certain ways and, and learning to let go. You know, I think sometimes the reason people don't enjoy art is because it doesn't look like they think it should look. And she was saying, get rid of that idea completely. It's much more about the process and that that absorbing type of activity where your mind is just focused on that activity. And we came across something called um, art, attention restoration theory. And it talks about how we get that soft absorption. Um, so our mind is focused on something. So if you're watching TV, you're absorbed. 
but it, it's not in the same way. Your mm -hmm. your mind is drawn into the TV program. When you're doing something creative, it allows your subconscious to work. So, you know, if you come across like the monkey mind and chimp paradox, it gives yeah. honor to the monkey so that actually you come up with all sorts of different ideas and stuff. So we just use that watercolour painting as a way, as a medium for helping women to explore their creativity, but with a focus around well-being. So each, we have joy four times a year and each one we have a different theme around well-being. Um, Glenda has has um, decided that she wants to focus her attention on, on something else, a different path. So I'm now working with a lady called Femke. And again, she's... A wonderful lady she does a lot of art for well-being but she also does reiki and reflexology and, and she brings so many other things as well to this so i'm really excited about working with femke but again we'll be using that watercolor painting as as a way of absorbing people to help them explore then we have a really nice lunch you know again food was really important to us <laughs> you know sharing a meal with other people is a lovely experience and it's a vegan lunch we get somebody in to come in and do that for us and we sit down together and enjoy lunch and then we'll, then I take them out on a guided mindful walk so again we tap into the surroundings it's in Lytton in the Peak District and it's a beautiful village and it's one if you feel like you're walking back in time with it it has a, a village hall a post office come community shop and a school basically and that's about it and it and it's the you know in the white peaks you've got these beautiful cottages so we tap into the outdoors so we we take what we've been doing in the morning and the theme and then we'll discuss that on the walk and just yeah use the outdoors to sort of enhance that process and again just bring some mindfulness to it and then at the end of the day we bring everything together so people walk away with a handful of beautiful artwork that they've done you know feeling refreshed reinvigorated but having spent time on their own well-being and it is it is a joy to be a part of <laughs> you know and I think the joy fits it really well but we recognize that that journey of you were forever changing we're not just one person and it and it's about how do we look after ourselves along the way with that and that's why again we have it as a seasonal thing so we tap into the seasons as well and that combination of creativity and the outdoors and walking is just such a lovely yeah wholesome experience absolutely love doing it yeah and if somebody comes on one they can come on another three can't they if there's different themes and it's different seasons there's always something else that's going on that they Definitely, can tap yeah. into yeah. yeah and we had one lady come last year and, and she'd make a, made a commitment to herself to see that as sort of an anchor throughout the year so she would come and on each one knowing that that was her time just for herself she you know she ran her own business she got um, family to look after and quite sort of involved in her home life so actually knowing that she had that to come to each season it was just you know something that she really looked forward to and, and she really invested in her own well-being for that and got a lot out of it so yeah you can come on all of them and you to get a different experience every time yeah and, and also that social experience again if there's other people there that are doing doing the same thing it's nice to catch up and and and, and kind of learn their own journeys in between each of the the joy sessions yeah um, so yeah what you shared there just sounds amazing and, and a lot of value that you've you've sort of explained to people that they can get some takeaways from already um I think it's you know people you're absolutely right when you say people think that they you know perhaps have to do this work of art when they're doing something that's mindful um and to be creative or to be an artist in some way doesn't mean that you've got to be a performer or a painter or a drawer of, of any kind of 
you know serious or, or decent level you can just throw a load of blotches on a canvas <laughs> if you like but to you know that means something to that person as well you know the abstract um that you touched on there's I, I mean I, I'm a I'm a massive believer in the metaphor of of nature as well that you, you mentioned before but also with a doodle or you know whatever's mm. going on in your head or whatever you need to perhaps get out there or maybe work through is is going to manifest in in something and, and painting is a great way to do that I did a, a couple of drawing courses it was before lockdown actually and I was rubbish I really was rubbish I mean I got better I could see how learning techniques would help me to get better but it was so mindful yeah it really was and I did do it I did it I got them behind me I don't know where they are I did a journal making course just before mm. Christmas traditional bookmaking leather yeah. journals wow. um and we we just did the journal making it would have been lovely to have had a little break to be honest and go out for a walk at the same time but that was so mindful I, the, the day just flew by and the lady that ran it she made homemade cake and I don't think I've ever ate so much cake in one day <laughs> <laughs> stop feeding me cake um but yeah it was a lovely experience and I, and I think just for people to have those sorts of things in their diary once a quarter yeah if you could do it once a month even better because yeah. we do need to give that time to ourselves you described a situation there with that particular lady and juggling work her own business with the kids and you know all of that life day-to-day -day admin yeah. stuff and yeah. sometimes we do forget about ourselves and it's it's important as well to step away from those four walls that you mentioned that you know real constraints and how it comes in on you because I, I do believe that it comes in on you if you don't yeah. realize that um to just sort of get out try something new outside different environments different activity <clears throat> and uh, it just it just opens your your mind up as well to to be more well, just more open to to trying new things, and that really does help yeah. with your well being. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and like you said, I think that's what we said. We didn't want an activity where it was just all indoors and focused on one thing. We wanted to bring that break in because, it, like I said, it changes the energy when you're going out and coming back in, and you know you you bring that fresh after the walk. You bring that freshness back into the room, and then we finish bits off. You know, but you've got a different mindset almost and feel. It does literally blow away the cobweb sometimes when you just come back in. Yeah, definitely. It does. Yeah. I, I mean, I love how you refer to going outside and it's been all about the energy because you are a different person, I think, when you're outside. And I've I, I wrote um, my latest newsletter and I one of the things that I encourage people to do was to go out on a solo walk, but also to mm -hmm. go with a, with a group or with some some loved ones. And just then once you're back, just journal about the difference. You know, how did you feel? What was the conversation like you, with that person out in the open or in your head? Whatever that looked like. And you can have completely different experiences. And yeah, very energetic. I think one of the things with personal development for me was when I realized actually it's not necessarily more time that I need, it's more energy that I need. Yeah. And when I have more energy, I am so much more productive. And, and that's just how I wake up in the morning or what that routine is. When I go out for a run in the morning, I get so much more done during the day. And for me, I've connected with nature. I've had that fresh air. I've, I've got that exercise. And it just, you know, that goes hand in hand for, with me for then the stuff that I have to do inside which is a lot, of, you know, a lot of us have to do, don't we? We do that, yeah. have to have that inside. And I think just coming back to your point as well about, um, you know, we can be immersed in, in, say, watching the television, but that's passive 
Whereas, you know, we can be indoors and we can be doing a watercolour, um, drawing, just, you know, cutting things out of magazines and playing yeah. around with them, you know, all of that playful childlike stuff that's active not passive so again it's creating a different energy isn't it in in you as a as a person and what's kind of flowing through through your mind and your body yeah yeah definitely and, and what you're saying about that energy that's become a lot more over the last 12 months I focus more on that as well because time is precious precious but so is our energy like you said and, and that's something that we can adjust you know taking notice of the activities that drain us taking notice of the activities that re-energize us and give us that energy. And and, so, and I always recommend to people, if, if you're feeling a little bit sluggish or you're procrastinating, just literally head outdoors, have a brisk walk for 10 minutes and you'll feel so much more energized and clearer when you come back to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite fortunate because I only live about five minutes away from the the little town centre that we've got. And I had a, I, I was having a really heavy day, I would say, last week. And I thought, right, I'm going to go to the library. One of the things that we've done in the latest week for the university module was um, uh, autobiography and autofiction. Never heard of autofiction before. Mm. Um, it's like autobiography. So uh, the, the writing will come from personal experience. But the, the different, how I understand it, um, my take on it was you purposefully add in imaginary stuff, sci-fi, fantasy, stuff that didn't actually happen and merge the two together. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> because when you recall a memory, it's not 100% as the experience anyway, is it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, what what I what I decided was, I'm not an autobiography person. I don't really read that sort of thing. But I'd always fancied the Matthew McConaughey. Is that, have I said his name right? The actor. Because he'd written one called Green Lights and I'd heard him on a podcast. It might have been Dr. Ranjan, uh, Rangan Chatterjee. Um, and I thought, right, I'll go and get that book. Um, I'd misunderstood the library website, so I turned up. They hadn't got it in stock. <laughs> it was something that was in the whole county, not just the local library. But it was great, and I was although it was a wasted journey, it wasn't wasted for the fact that I'd spent 15 minutes outside. Um, I'd got the fresh air. You know, when I go outside, I'm very observant as well. I like to yeah. notice things, and I'm, I am always the person that I'd, I'd probably come on one of your walks. You'd have to keep stopping for me. <laughs> <laughs> because there'd be something I'd see on the ground, I'd spot a, a stone, a bug somewhere, a, a, you know, an image in the clouds. So, and and I think that's all part of this whole well-being process of getting to know yourself better, improving your self-awareness, and and I think getting outside with people is a jump start to that. You can learn that sort of thing in a classroom, sure, but you've got to be. It, it's kind of. I don't know. Like, do you remember the Ready Brack adverts? Ready, yeah, yeah like giving you that that kind of extra energy by by being yeah. outside. I yeah. think what you do is fantastic. And and like I said, take notice is one of the five ways to well being. And I'm like that as well. You know, my partner will say, "How did you spot that bird?" I'm just you know drawn by something flying across or a colour or something like that. And I think being able to engage in your surroundings just enhances that experience. You know, often people head down looking at the phone or thoughts you know running through the head they're running late or whatever so they don't take notice of anything and you miss so much that's going on around yeah. you you know just tune in what's the different sounds that you hear you know often hear 
different types of bird, not just one. You hear several types of birds or the wind in the trees or whatever it is and just being able to take notice of your surroundings. Again, just, I don't know, for me, that means that I'm more present and mindful. I know that I'm present when I'm taking notice of my environment. Yeah, definitely. And and that's how we need to live, isn't it? In the present, this day and age, we worry so much about the past. I mean, past experience do influence how we think about the future and some of the decisions we make. And there is still a need for that, I think. But yeah, that it becomes a problem when we, we live in the past or we live in the future. We don't live in the present. And I, I heard something, um, I think it might have been Eckhart Tolle, uh, again a podcast and he was saying that now we've got four realities so there's the past the present the future but there's also the virtual which is what the up-and-coming oh, generations yeah. live in which I thought I'd not heard before I thought wow yeah because you know they think that's real quite often some of these YouTube skits and things that are on there and it, it's just it's not real life and all of that editing process and you know all of the the kind of OTT with things you know over the top with things it's just not it's not life so I think taking a step away from all of that and get back to you know the ancient ways if you like of, yeah. of nature and just what's natural and all around us and none of the artificial stuff almost yeah yeah, yeah. I'd love to live off the grid and in the middle of nowhere and no. I'd have to still see we're still social <laughs> creatures aren't we so although I say I yeah. prefer not to be around people I think you do need a you do need a boost of people every so yeah. often um yeah it's it's fascinating um I just want to I wrote down something that was on your uh was it on your website or was it on your your LinkedIn I can't remember because you you so you bring a lot of those metaphors for nature in your LinkedIn content and I think yeah. everything that you put there there's always a a little lesson or a gem that people can can take so I definitely recommend everyone to uh to connect with with Rebecca on LinkedIn but you put I've been lost found myself develop skills increase my resilience built relationships and fallen in love all in the outdoors and I thought that was lovely because you, you sort of you've drawn in so much from life that people can relate to there from sort of professional and personal um yeah. and and that just sort of encapsulate you know, it just pulls everything together I think that, that the great outdoors offers yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah. All those. And again, you can take those literally and metaphorically with some of those things. But I've I've experienced so many different things in the outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> and it's definitely character building, you know, as well. It's yeah, I love it. Yeah. Eye openers for sure. They are. Um, so I just want to touch on another a couple of things. Um, so but more on the, the writing side as, as well as great outdoors, because you know, you, you do your own content, you've put the courses and things together. Um, and am I right in thinking that you also contribute to a, a, a professional magazine as well? No, I haven't I haven't done that. I've I've written an ebook. So that okay. was for a, a company called Book Boom. So I was approached mm. to to write a book. That was during lockdown um but I have I've just literally in the last week or two started on my own journey of writing a proper book really? <laughs> there will be a published book this time probably self-published yeah. um but I have started on that so I had a, an idea in my head for probably oh, at least 12 months probably a bit longer and I didn't know whether I wanted it as a book a course you know a coaching model but I've opted to go for the book and then I will take it from there I think yeah um so that's exciting and a little bit scary as well 
uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> and another challenge for you to face the fear again, though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> face the fear and do it. Uh, but that's great. I mean, you you produce a book, and then that same content can be repurposed then to yeah. a course, to broken up into different snippets of things. Um, there's a lot of options, isn't there? After you've you've written that book, so can you give us any teasers, or do you not want to say too much at the moment? It will be. So I've. I've... I've talked about it in different places, but so it's rhythm. So it's a, a model that I've created. So I'll be talking about that. And it's about how to find balance in life. So I'm more inclined to start using the word rhythm than balance because I think people often think that, you know, balance is either 50-50 or, or just something that can be easily split, where actually I find that life isn't as easy as that. And, you know, we have ups and downs depending on what we're going through, the season, all sorts of different things. So it's about finding that rhythm. So it might be that we've got a project to work on for six months, which means that we'll be less able to do the things that we enjoy because we're focused on that. But after that six months, it'll change again. So there's a natural flow and ebb to, to life. And so it's helping people find that rhythm in life. Yeah, I love that word. I think balance is it's overused. It's been watered down as well. And I think also particularly uh, in, in the coaching world, people talk about life, work, balance. And I don't agree with that. I think, you know, if you love what you do, you don't really see it as work. It just becomes a everything is just part of life yeah. and how you enjoy that whole, um, you know, all of the different facets of life. So I think rhythm is great because to me, that sort of talks about getting in my own rhythm and yes. doing things that are aligned with my values and my purpose, intentionally doing things and, you know, letting life, what, how, how is it phrased? Um, life happens for me, not to me. Yes. Is that the right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And just making, helping people to become more aware of, of when they are in rhythm you mentioned before about you know what energetically drains us and what um yeah sort of lights the fuse and uh oh it sounds fascinating actually yeah. make sure you uh you change you you add it to audible as well so that i can get my <laughs> yeah. get a download I, I love a physical book i mean I, i've got you can see a bookshelf here most of them are double stacked. I've got another one downstairs that's twice this size that's double stacked as well. <laughs> but I get through the audio ones easier because um, although when I go for a walk, I don't tend to listen to things because I'm I'm like you, I'm listening for that, the bird sound, what's going on, but certainly in the car. And yeah. I have actually taken to um, taking a speaker uh, in the bathroom with me. So when I have a shower in the morning, yeah. maybe that's getting a bit too detailed but <laughs> I just think you know 20 minutes or so when I'm in there I can I can you know have a little bit of learning as well because like you I think you, I've read somewhere that you you've always been a lifelong learner and yeah. I, I think I'd much rather listen to a podcast or read a book or something than sticking the tv on oh yeah there's far more benefits from it uh, and it keeps us more open-minded as well yeah yeah definitely. yeah um so just one more thing before we we draw to a close I thought I could talk to you uh, yeah I think I ought to start having these podcasts have been about an hour long because <laughs> they always seem to just grow and I have more questions for people but um I think I read somewhere that you do park run yes you do I do. park runs yeah yes. and uh, I'm a big I love running I, I was one of those people that hated it at school the cross country that we did and then I've, I've been a bit of a gym buddy uh on and off 
uh, but I'd hated the treadmill as well. So I always thought I couldn't run until a friend introduced me to trail running, okay. uh, which is my go-to and I love it. And I think because I love the outdoors so much, it just ticks a couple of boxes for me. Um, but I do like park run because of the social aspect and you, know, yeah. you can have a quick blast in the morning and it doesn't take too long. Um, and you've done over 150 park runs, have you? Yeah, I think I'm about, on about 154 now. It's taken me wow. quite a while to get there. Certainly the last uh the last 50 I've probably achieved quicker than the first 100 um <laughs> but yeah I do I did enjoy that you know yes yeah, so I did my 150th autumn last year I think it was so I've, I've done a few more since then and I love doing it it's become a tradition for me on Christmas day mm -hmm. so my my local park run has a Christmas day one and, it, and it's lovely because people get dressed up there's a real fun atmosphere to it and it's just a really nice way of starting Christmas day so I think I've done it about probably the last four years yeah um, on Christmas Day, yeah, I really enjoy that. Brilliant. And for those people that don't know what parkrun is, it's well, it's an it's an international phenomenon now, isn't it? Where at uh, nine o'clock every Saturday morning, you can go out and run five uh, k or three yeah. miles at your local park. Um, I think there's one on a Sunday as well for children, which is two yeah, k. Is it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a great atmosphere, but people can walk it as well. So yeah. you don't have to run it. So there's a lot of walkers. There's people pushing push chairs, running and walking with push chairs. People take yes. their dogs. So it's a really nice atmosphere. And if for anyone that wants to sort of have a reason to get outside and start walking, then, you know, that's that's a, an activity I think that people can can enjoy. And I, I've done Christmas Day once a couple of years ago, but we have my partner's um, daughter for three days of the week. And if that falls on a on a weekend, she did do park run with us for a few a few weeks. Actually, I was really excited. But then she just went off the idea completely. But we did New Year's Day this year, oh, which okay. was really, really good because it's freezing cold. Um, and I did create a post on LinkedIn about it because I saw a kingfisher for the first oh, time. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I've never seen one in the in the, the flesh or in the feathers, I think I worded it as. And I just thought oh, that's a sign for this year, you know, encouragement to just get out and do things and you'll be fine. Um, but, I, you know, hardly anybody saw it. And I think that, again, comes from being observant and yeah. aware of your surroundings and not just kind of being tunnel vision and looking yeah. looking in front of you. So. Yeah, so it's been fabulous to to chat to you, Rebecca. I've really enjoyed it. Is there anything that you want to to sort of just leave with the listeners as a bit of a takeaway about well being um, or the outside? Anything that you you want to say? Uh, perhaps it's helped you, or that you see helps clients the most. Thank you. I think it is. We do have to make time for well being. You know, a lot of people say I haven't got time. We haven't got time not to, and it doesn't have to take long. It can literally be five ten minutes a day even if it is as simple as getting outside five minutes, blast of fresh air, and you'll feel so much better for it afterwards. It really is worth the investment. Yeah, yeah. walk to the end and the road and back. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. We'll include some links in the show notes of how people can get in touch with you, uh, how people can connect with you, and, and also links to the various um, retreats. and set Oh, one thing I did want to ask you, actually, you got the starter for 10, which is a, a new year, 10 yeah. habits, 10 minutes, uh, which is a great concept. Yeah. Um, is that something that you're going to roll out throughout the year as well? Because we can do it no, at any time. I, I oh. only do this. I only do this in January. So this is probably my fifth year of running it. I did I did one year, do it in September, but it's quite, it's a lot when I'm promoting different things. And actually I realised that for people 
starting in January is a really good time of year to do it. And it's a really nice kickstart to your year. So that's what I say to people. If you miss it in January, you've got to wait until the next one. So it'll be running. So that finished Wednesday last week. So it'll be on again next January. Right. Okay. Well, when this podcast goes out, I think it'll be early February. So, um, yeah, people have a little bit less time to wait <laughs> until that starts again. But So I thought it was a great example of, of sort of micro habits and starting yeah. small and then building up. Yeah. yeah brilliant well lovely thank you very much for your time um it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for inviting me thank you for listening to today's writing with purpose podcast having conversations with fellow writers or adventure enthusiasts brings two of my biggest loves in life together writing and nature connection I've been a copywriter and content creator for 23 years, but my passion is writing for wellbeing, and I'm on a mission to share the benefits that putting pen to paper has for personal wellness with as many people as possible. If you want to learn more about writing for your wellbeing and journaling techniques, please connect with me in my Facebook group, Journaling with Anna.